Welcome to Witch and Goddess. I'm your host, Patty Black. I'm a witch, a teacher, and priestess. Goddess devotion is an essential part of my craft, and many goddesses are my cohorts in magic. Each episode, we explore a different goddess, her lore, and how to connect with her energetically and magically. Hello, witches. Today, we are communing with the badass sex, sorcery, and death goddess, the indomitable Freya. Now, as we go through today's episode, I am not adept at pronouncing Old Norse names, so I will do my best, but they will inevitably be an American bastardization, so bear with me on that. But Freya is possibly the most well-known Norse goddess. Scholars debate whether Frigg is the same goddess from a slightly different region or completely different. There are very deep similarities and very good arguments that, at the very least, they originate from the same figure. This is a commonly argued topic for lots of goddess pairs, Morgan le Fay and the Morrigan, for example. To me, All deities are just different facets of the same jewel. Freya and Frigg have enough similarities that they could be adjacent facets. No doubt, through history, their energies have intertwined for many of their followers. While others experience them as distinctly separate beings, both experiences are correct. The Divine Feminine is a flowing energy, always adapting and taking the form that will best serve followers. So Freya was one of the most beloved of the Norse gods. She's considered a goddess of war, death, love, fertility, lust, sex, and wealth. According to Patricia Monaghan, her name means mistress, while other sources translate it as the lady. She's known for her great beauty and being irresistible to men and God alike. She is often spoken of as golden in general, or having golden or strawberry blonde hair. Sometimes she's depicted wearing a winged Viking helmet, and her tears are described as drops of gold or drops of amber. She leads the Valkyries, and the Valkyries are esteemed warrior handmaidens who are the official choosers of the slain on the battlefield. And upon the battlefield, Freya gets the first pick of half of the dead, Also, she's a total romantic. She loves music, singing, poetry. Legend says that love songs are always playing in her palace. Her husband, Othor, or Oder, spent a lot of time off just wandering, and Freya would follow him and search for him. And even though she's a lusty goddess who gets her sexual needs met wherever she sees fit, she feels the absence of her husband deeply. I find it really reassuring that even this fierce and bright goddess can relate to my sad girl times. Now, let's talk about Freya's magic. She has big witch energy. Now, she was a huge target when the areas where she was followed were undergoing Christian conversion. The Christian authorities hated that she was so beloved and adored. They called her the queen of witches and accused her followers, her female followers, of um, witchcraft right? Freya is credited as the first to bring Sather to the gods. Now, Sather is a type of early Norse magic or shamanism. 
that involved knowledge of destiny and the ability to weave fate and to affect change. In the Viking Age, the Volva was a seeress and sorceress who traveled to different villages performing Sather in exchange for compensation. So basically a witch for hire. Now the social status varied greatly for a Volva. Um, she would be at times praised and at other times feared. Freya was a Volva among the gods. That's right, even among the gods, where Freya was accepted, she carried the status of other that all witches do. That weird, contradictory feeling that people are in awe of your abilities or knowledge, while at the same time scared or distrustful of you. A common legend of her magic is that she had or has a cloak of falcon feathers that allow her to either fly or actually shapeshift into a falcon. So, if you need an ally in your magic, she knows her stuff. Elements associated with Freya. I consider fire and air associated with her. Fire because of her passionate and super sexual energy. Air because she's associated with spring, with flying, with the inspiration of poetry and music. Colors associated with her. Red, gold, green. She's deeply connected to amber and gold as her crystals and metals. And sacred animals, boar, cats. The cats that pull her magical chariot are either listed or described as being blue or gray or sometimes black. So take your choice on that. Being a fertility goddess, she's also associated with and connected to rabbits and then, of course, with her magical cloak, she's connected to the falcon. Her timing, the season that's associated with her is spring. And her energy, her big time pleasure, and I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to enjoy my life energy, is very Taurus connected for me, which really emphasizes the spring nature. And her sacred day is Friday. Sacred number is 13. So Friday the 13th is very connected to Freya. So you could consider honoring her on the 13th hour of Friday the 13th. Offerings. You can do physical offerings. You can place these things at her altar or you could do energetic offerings. For the physical altar or physical offerings, I should say, any of the items listed above, also honey, apples, mead, flowers, um, playing love songs, leaving a piece of poetry on the altar, jewelry, perfume, scented oils. Um, for energetic altar or energetic offerings, you could sing a love song or play a love song. You could feed stray or feral cats in the neighborhood as an energetic offering to her. These are all very valid ideas. Freya's sexuality is a big part of her myth. She is unapologetically promiscuous. She takes lovers of her choosing and exchanges sexual favors for things of beauty and value. She received the legendary Brishingamen necklace, which translates to a fiery glowing necklace, after exchanging sex with four dwarves. Now this necklace would have either been made of gold or amber or both. And it was known for being able to attract any man. From this perspective, 
Freya is incredibly liberating for women of our times. She takes us back to a time when infidelity did not carry the stain of sin. In that culture, it wasn't taboo. She had many lovers aside from her husband, but did not love him any less because of that. I've not seen her officially listed this way, but I think that she could be a strong ally for sex workers. So I want you to think about something. What if you were in love with yourself? Not just self-acceptance, which I know is hard enough, but what if you were completely in love with your flaws, quirks, and all? What if you enjoyed the hell out of being you and loved the exact energy that you brought to a room? What if you were enchanted by yourself? If you can start to experience yourself as a magnetic and desirable energy, not merely sexy or beautiful, but absolutely magnetic, you would begin to draw in attention, desire, resources, and more. Freya is known for being beautiful, but more than that, she's known for the ability to get any man. That's not just beauty. And sometimes I think the word beautiful is a lazy way for human scholars and authors to describe the otherness of a person who is completely magnetic. There are a lot of beautiful people out there, but their beauty alone won't get them any lover in the world. There is a difference between being a physically stunning person and being enchanting, deeply desirable, irresistible. The energy that we are talking about here is deeper and stronger than a person's physical package. And energy like this can be utilized for far more than catching a lover. Think big, witches. If we started to walk our worlds, our cubicles, our neighborhood streets, out of our boss's offices with the raw pleasure of inhabiting every inch of our bodies, with complete comfort and satisfaction in ourselves, what could be gained? Promotions? better job opportunities, more and better clients, better tips. Freya traded on this energy, and we can too. Personally, I no longer have qualms or guilt associated with using my energy and my witchcraft for personal gain in this world. Non-magical people use every bit of influence they have to get the job, the house, the account, the loan, to win the court case. They stack coupons and take advantage of legal loopholes. This is my kind of influence. And consider, the more uncomfortable you are with this topic, the more you might need Freya or another confident and sexual goddess on your side. And if you're thinking, I'm not really like that. She's not a great match for me. Ding, ding, ding. I know. I know very personally. I know that this kind of confidence doesn't bubble up within oneself overnight especially in this world. The patriarchy has very carefully designed a death trap in which people, especially women, just can't win, right? You're either too fat or too thin, too vain, or not keeping yourself up. We could go on about the double standards all day. But if you're serious about increasing your confidence and transforming yourself into an icon of radiant self-love, Freya would be a wonderful partner build a shrine to her, offer her a piece of amber or golden jewelry, 
Don't just plan and perform one ritual and then never speak to her again. Ask her to help you with this every day. Carry Amber in your bra. Meditate on her energy. Ask her to help you experience that confidence and magnetism. Another lesson from Freya is that she experiences the physical and finer material aspects of life without apology, without shame. She loves jewelry, gold, gifts, pleasure of all kinds. Personally, I don't believe that we are supposed to experience lack or that we have to suffer to be spiritual. Most of us do our best work, are our most creative, and support other humans best when we are physically secure. A lot of modern paradigms have got us fooled thinking that starving, living in poverty, and working ourselves to the grave are all signs of morality, of good values. It goes way beyond the whole good work ethic thing. A lot of us are so entrenched in this lack mentality, this belief that we don't deserve abundance, that we don't deserve the good things in life, that we won't ask for raises, we won't raise our prices, We cringe at the thought of accepting payment for work and services. I was a hairstylist for 20 years, and I remember when I first started working, how uncomfortable I was with charging my clients full price. And then accepting money from people eight to 10 times a day was really awkward for me. It's not hard for these CEOs. They don't blush and say that's too much when they get those multi-million dollar bonuses. They take that check to the bank. So say it with me. It's not wrong to get paid. And if you're struggling with this, talk to Lady Freya about it. Another idea for connecting with Freya. Consider consecrating your own Bishingaman. Choose a favorite piece of jewelry that makes you feel incredibly confident. Something that you love to wear or purchase something new. On a Friday, play some music that makes you feel powerful, enchanting, magnetic. While wearing the piece of jewelry, dance and move, really building that energy of loving being in your body. Feel and see that energy lighting up and charging the jewelry. You can draw a sigil or a pentagram over it to seal that energy into the jewelry and then state your intention that this self-assured magnetic energy that you've raised will be evident to you and everyone who encounters you when you're wearing this piece. So think about Freya, her energy, everything she brings to the table. And remember one of my favorite lessons from goddesses, the more avoidant that you feel about a certain type of goddess, whether it's sex or death or mother, the more you may need her lessons. My sources for this and so many other education that I have about goddesses comes from some of the following books, which have been my beloved references for years. Find Your Goddess by Sky Alexander, The Goddess Guide by Priestess Brandy Osset, The New Book of Goddesses and Heroines by Patricia Monahan, and A Goddess is a Girl's Best Friend by Laurie Sue Brockway. How does she show up for you? How do you experience her? How are you called to her? You can leave voice messages with your experiences of the goddesses I have covered, or general questions and comments about the intersection of goddess work and witchcraft. It's easy to record a voice message for me by going to the Witch and Goddess page on anchor.fm. You'll see a little plus sign icon with the word message. 
let me know at the beginning if you'd like me to include the message in an episode. Then just click that baby and talk to me. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and share this podcast with fellow magical people. You can directly support this show by visiting the Witch and Goddess page at anchor.fm and clicking that support button. Follow the show on Instagram at Witch and Goddess Pod, or find my programs, classes, and groups at blackbirdmagic.com, on Facebook at blackbirdmagic, or email me at witchandgoddesspod at gmail.com.